buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. We're going to be talking with William Deck. He is a mindset coach and he's the founder at uh, Mind Business LLC. Um, William has some sales experience, which we're going to dig into, and we're mainly going to be focusing on mindset, which is such an important piece uh, in your sales role is having the right mindset. So hoping that William can, you know, kind of talk about that a little bit today and, and you guys can learn something to up your sales game and really, you know, have that right mindset to up your skills. William, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good today, man. I'm, I'm very blessed. So doing great and happy to be here to have this conversation. Awesome. So, you know, as we kind of start these episodes out, typically, um, tell folks, just give us the short version, you know, what's your sales story? Where did it all start? Yeah, for me, my, my sales story, uh, started with a fortune 100 company, Allstate, um, right out of college. Um, I went to the university of Houston and I, um, through doing some great networking, I had an opportunity to be accepted into the sales and leadership, um, academy slash program with Allstate. Um, so grew up in Houston, Texas and moved um, to Jacksonville, Florida for a full year to get the full sales and leadership training from senior leadership within the organization. They were really focused on building future leaders um, from the sales side. And basically after a full year of training, traveling all around the country, um, I was out in the field. I got back into Houston, Texas. Um, I got the, the Southeast Texas territory. And for about the next two and a half years, um, I turned a, a scratch territory in Southeast Texas um, into a $1.2 million territory in about a year and a half. Um, and so it was really just about, you know, everything from the old school knocking on doors, um, mm. you know, doing walk-ins, bringing, you know, cupcakes and um, all, all kind of unique snacks and things like that to try to get the attention of the broker market. I was focused on um, pursuing brokers, right, and, and getting into that book of business and making recommendations for voluntary benefits, which because they did not have to have voluntary benefits, it was definitely all about, as you mentioned, just um, providing tremendous value, right? Um, and building relationships. So that's kind of where I got started. And that set a great foundation for the rest of my career because the art of persuasion um, is very, very impactful, but we can do it from a place of authenticity, right? Like mm -hmm. you bring yourself to the process 
that's when it really gets good because it's not a game and it's not a gimmick. It's you. Hmm. Uh, I love, I love that you said that my, my good friend, um, Jason Cutter wrote a book called authentic persuasion, um, yeah. which is totally in alignment with what you're talking about here. And, you know, and a lot of people, I think, view sales and view persuasion as, as a negative thing, right? Um, a lot of people think persuading somebody is a bad thing and it's not when, you know, it's for good reasons and with good intentions, right? So, all right, I want to kind of, uh, unpack some of these things here. So, I mean, what, uh, what a great experience you had to go into that, you know, executive leadership training program. What did you, what are some main takeaways that you learned from that? that still kind of stick with you today. Yeah, I would say, um, first and foremost, one of the things that I took away from the program is that, um, you never really know, um, what you have within you until you're tested. And so during the program we had to read, I think it was like, um, a book or two a month. So we were reading like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages within a book, writing reports on those, which was very like high school, like, but, I think it was just to make sure that we were on task and taking time because they were all leadership-based books. Um, none really focused on sales a whole lot, but it was all about leadership. And so with that, like just having to go into meetings every single day and senior leaders like the executive VP of sales or the president of the whole company could just walk in there in the middle of like a sales pitch that I was doing as a practice. And they'll just walk in and sit in the back and just like stare at me. Like they had totally planned this out but they were putting us in the un in uncomfortable situations constantly, like putting us on the mm -hmm. spot, asking us to, you know, uh, discuss knowledge about certain products and services and really testing us in many unique and powerful ways. Because if I could do this presentation when I'm put on the spot from someone I re really respected, I could also do it in front of a broker. And I think they just created an environment of not competition, but of like spirited um, commitment, right, to this process and to really learn at that time the Allstate way. And so for me, it was great because once again, that was a foundation for future success, just from the mindset perspective, as well as the skills that I learned, because I could you know, speak in front of people, learn how to not say a bunch of uhs and ums and things like that, which were counted one by one when you did it. And so all these things in this little short-term pressure cooker, but it really wasn't pressure, it was just demanding excellence. And that is something that I, I've kept. Mm, I love that. All right. So you don't, you, you know, you, you're going to be able to practice your being your best self when you're under that sort of pressure so that it can become, you know, and really in that sort of situation, you're really just looking to fall, find out where you're going to crack, right? So you can improve and get better because nobody's going to be perfect at it, right? But putting yourself in those sort of situations to really test your skills and see where you need room for improvement is such a valuable thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it totally is. I mean, whether it's sales or any other professional endeavor in life, I think you don't really know what you're made of until you're tested. And I think that's a good thing. I think the sooner you find out who you really are at that moment, then you have an opportunity once again to kind of pivot and say, okay, if, if you're honest with yourself and saying, okay, I'm doing well here, here, and here, but these three areas I need to work on. And that's good because I know it. I'm not lying to myself. I don't you know, think I'm better than, than, than what I am or think that I'm ready and I may need a little more practice. And so simply having the knowledge, the, the knowing, that in itself is very powerful because once again, from there, you can do something about it with knowledge and you can build that into understanding and competency and all the other stuff, whether it's sales or whatever else. 
But in sales, you need that because if not, you're going to get tested by the veterans, whether it's, you know, brokers that I was working with or whoever those individuals are in your industry that especially if you're new, they're going to test you to make sure that you, you know, deserve to be in the room. And I really appreciate that because that's a little more of an old school approach. And we need more of that in our society because you just don't get stuff because you think that you're good. No, like you got to prove first and foremost to yourself, right? Like it's about proving it to yourself, but it's also good to prove it to others and just kind of put in the work. And I I learned that a lot in sports too. Like, you know, you just weren't going to start had to earn it. Mm, Yeah. And, and I think this is the perfect time to kind of talk about mindset, right? Because it takes, it takes a certain mindset to have the willingness to even look at your flaws or look where you can improve because nobody's, nobody's perfect every day or any day, really. There's always room for improvement, but you got to have that mindset that gives you the willingness to like, Hey, how can I just get 1% better? How can I just get a little bit better? How can I maybe just improve this just a little bit and also surround yourself with people that are willing to give you that same sort of feedback, you know, your peers or community, um, or, or, or even your prospects. Like I'm a fan of even asking prospects for feedback. Hey, I know that we didn't end up doing business together. Maybe at some point we dropped the ball. How could we have done better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's super important. I think when, if from a mindset perspective, when you kind of shift the the thought process, if we kind of just have a sales sway to this for a second, when we kind of switch our process from, I want to be the very best and I want to shine every time, like going from that to saying, I want to know any area that I have a weakness in so that mm. be confident and know that I am one of the best. But once again, my competition is within my own, t- you know, it is in between my own two ears anyway. But when you have that kind of mindset, if you're looking for opportunities to improve, all that does is tell the world that you're not afraid to fail. That means you have a little bit of dog in you. And I think in this life, that's necessary. Or like it definitely applies to sales, but it applies to every area. Um, because one thing that I've learned along the way, and I've heard someone say it, I'm going to kind of restate what this individual said was, is that um, the first step in, in wisdom is building wisdom of self. Once you understand more about yourself, who you are, what makes you tick? Why do you do what you do? Why do you have the flaw that you have? Why are you afraid of the thing that you're afraid of? Getting down to the root cause of all those things, especially when they're not productive within your life, it allows you to fortify and make your foundation that much stronger because we're going to have weeds in our life. Everything is not going to be sunshine and roses, but we have an opportunity to go within ourselves and pick out some of those weeds, which are the the negative thoughts and belief systems that are not supporting where we want to go. And we can do that within ourselves. And technically only we can do that, right? We are the master of our fate and we are the captain of our soul, just like the famous poem says. And until we understand that we're leaving our life, our success, our prosperity, our peace of mind to chance, as opposed to saying, I'm going to be the conscious creator in my own life. And I am going to consciously decide how I change and build myself from the mindset up or the mindset out, because everything from the inside is controlling the outside world, whether we realize it or not, right? Like if you have peace on the inside, you have an opportunity to bring peace around you, to maintain peace around you. If you have a prosperous belief system that that supports growth and and being the best version of yourself you have you you're going to naturally attract that but that attraction component always starts within it's not that you see it on the outside and then you know you just like 
magnetized to it physically. It's actually you. It's your energy. It's your spirit. And that's what you have to really understand from a mindset perspective to take control of this process and make it what you want it. Mm, man, there's so many good things in there. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> uh, I think I think where I want to where I want to start uh, to to unpack this is, you know, in order to in order to have that mindset to improve, you got to get to know yourself better first, right? Yeah. And for a lot of individuals, and you know, especially for people in sales, right? I mean, sales is known as the emotional roller coaster, right? There's a lot of ups and downs and people that are going to stick around and, and, and really, you know, master this craft. You got to do a lot of personal work to have that mindset, to be sustainable, to have, you know, maybe a career in this. Um, and so that can be a really scary place for a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? And so how do they overcome those barriers of like really taping, taking a deep look within to get to know themselves better so they can, you know, be the best version of their self, both personally and professionally. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, one thing that I created in my business and, and really um, what, what I did was personally, I will say over the past five years, I've done tens of thousands of hours of study on the principles of, of success. And so I started all the way back doing some research and finding out what some of the ancient hieroglyphs said in Egypt. So like, for example, on the walls in the temples of Luxor in Egypt, there was hieroglyph that when translated obviously to English, say, man, know thyself. It's very interesting that you see some of the same carvings in, I, I guess the, the technical um, language was Greek, but in Greece, outside of the Colosseums, it was mm. man, know thyself. The same knowledge has been passed on many, many years, many, many thousands of years. It's just a matter of do we take the time to find it? And we see clues of it all around us based on the people who are successful today. Because principles, laws and principles of, of the universe or laws and principles of how your mind works are the same today and they'll always be the same. They were and they always will be. And so for me, what I found is a formula. And that formula is our thoughts or our thinking plus our emotions or our, our feeling nature. And then the third component is our imagination or our ability to see within our mind's eye to be able to look forward. When you combine thoughts, feelings, and emotions and get those aligned in the same direction towards specific goals, you have tremendous manifestation or creation power. Why is that? Well, the first step being thought, that is going to be where everything begins, right? Your thoughts is where things start. When you add an emotional component to that, meaning an emotional connection to a future state or goal, then you have that level of peace of mind because you've already been there emotionally, almost in your body almost and then so can we can, can we break that down like so how do you tie that emotional piece yeah yeah so so think about this the, the, this formula once again thoughts feelings and imagination think about when you have a thought about something like say you you, you have a goal it start it starts in seed form as a thought mm -hmm. as you think about that then you have an opportunity to write it down on paper, for example, right? To, to make it a goal and or an affirmation. The second step when it comes to this emotional connection to those thoughts is basically saying you begin to build up the internal belief that this future outcome will happen, that it can happen, that you've actually been there in an emotional state. And the reason why emotions are very powerful to maybe help answer the question is, think about 
our, our lives in general. It's any memory from, from the past even. It's not about what we um, thought about a situation. What we always remember most clearly is how we felt in that situation, how mm-hmm. other people made us feel. We won't remember always what people said or what they did, but we will never forget how they made us feel. Emotions connect us to future states as well as can hold us back at times based on things that have happened in the past. And so when we have to even let things go from the past, it's from that emotional nature, how it made us feel, because you're not physically there anymore, right? The thought was from many years ago, but the feeling nature is still connected to it because they are so powerful. So feelings are basically the catalyst between thoughts and imagination, which is basically like the the open door to creation, right? And so once and so the last step, when you can actually see it in your mind's eye, then that means you have a clear vision on what you see happening or, or, or what you will see happening in the future. And all that does is allow you to focus all of your energies because feelings are physical, thoughts are mental, and imagination is also mental, but it takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Right? It it's like your 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 portal, right? Your open door to something from something that will happen in the future. And so basically connecting all three of those components when you can, when you've talked about it or you've written it down, so you have that thought component, when you, when you can feel it, you, you can feel how it would feel when you get there. And then we can also see it in your mind's eye. Then everything that you need from an energetic perspective is aligned within you and without to go directly towards what you want. And that's when the conscious creation component begins because there is no, there is no disagreement with all three components of who you are as a human being, right? Which is your thoughts, your, your feelings, and your, your imagination. Everything is aligned, and that is when you become very, very powerful because you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I write down things that I want to do or and things that I don't want to do, yeah. and I write them down every day, twice a day. Um, and that's something that's worked tremendously for me. Now, how, how, how can somebody in a sales role tap into this superpower? Like, just give me some, some examples. Yep. So one thing, especially in sales, I think it is absolutely mandatory. If you want to be successful, you need to make sure that you have your goals written down. Now, of course, most time, you know, you're, you're getting your sales plan and all that, but I'm talking about with a pen and paper. Like write it down in, in big letters, especially those major goals, whether it's quarterly, monthly, or annual, right? Getting them written down, first and foremost, is very important. From there, what I would do on a separate sheet of paper or maybe towards the bottom of that sheet of paper is make sure that you begin to write affirmations that you will speak out loud that speak directly to those goals. And one, when it comes to affirmation, I always encourage people to use the, the beginning phrase, I am, right? So, so I am so thankful that I have brought in $250,000 and have exceeded my quarter one goal. Because when you speak about your your future goals in present tense, the subconscious mind component of us is a listener. So the subconscious mind is always listening and it's always within the present moment, which means when you begin to speak that way, you're basically convincing yourself that it has already happened, right? And so affirmations are extremely powerful but get those things written down. And I would encourage people to speak them out loud at least once a day, first thing in the morning, if not first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed, because that is retraining your subconscious mind to accept the idea of your future goals. Outside of that, I would also take some time to do a vision board and vision boarding is very powerful because all it does is simply 
becomes a visual representation of your goals already accomplished. So for example, if you have a goal of getting a new car, a new home, or anything that, that you can actually say that is tangible that you would want once you accomplish these goals, then I would say to make sure that you take time to do a vision board. Vision boarding is definitely old school, but it's something that everyone from Oprah to, to Jim Carrey to Will Smith to athletes do all the time. All it does is basically, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just simple, either printing it out from, from online or and or getting a magazine and cutting off those representations. And it's actually being able to see it every single day. You still need to be able to see it in your mind's eye, but it also helps to empower this, this new creation process when you can see it up on the wall every single morning when you wake up. So those mm. two things, as far as processes, I think are extremely important because you're going to have doubts. But if you wake up every single morning and you are telling yourself what is before it happens, after a couple of weeks, you've already you've already got the conviction that it's already done. So when you so taking all the actions necessary to get there are going to be much easier because you've already made a decision in your heart, not in your mind, in your heart. This is done. All I have to do is do my part, execute, do, do, do the meetings, follow up, blah, 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 everything that I've learned. And it's going to happen. And you have an unwavering conviction because you have decided what you're going to believe. And that allow things on the outside get you down and get you frustrated. Mm, wow, this is so powerful. All right. So so a couple of things, sales hustlers, um, you know, you, you, you really need to figure out what are those goals. Write them down consistently, daily, if not maybe twice a day. Have that vision board that's in alignment with it somewhere where you see it daily. I have uh, made the mistake myself of creating that vision board and then it gets shoved in the closet and then you pull it out and you're like, hey, what? You know, forgot about these things, right? You know, um, and it's like, I guess I'll just put it up now, you know, still working on those same things that were on the vision board from last year. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, these are... Uh, these are, these are small things. These don't take a lot of time. Like these are things. And, and what I love in, in, in I'm learning, you know, as we're sitting here talking too. So much appreciation for that, um, is saying these things as if they already happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's something I'm going to implement. And for all you sales hustlers out there that are listening and tuning in, write those goals down, speak as if they already happen and you will attract, you know, receiving that. Is that what I'm hearing, William? Absolutely. And um, I'm in, in, in no way trying to push any kind of religious or spiritual persuasion, but there are so many spiritual scriptures that say the exact same thing that we're talking about right now. Right now. Um, in, 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 in one, uh, I would just say, holy book, it says, speak, speak to things that are not as though they were. Right? Um, and it said, and then in another place it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? So man is mankind, but the so is he component means once you make a decision, which means you have to be able to see something be before it happens, is saying that you already are that. And once mm. I, I will say to help to, 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 to clarify this, because this is not about like being woo or anything. This is like, this is universal law. Whether you understand it or not, it applies in your life every single day. When you understand that thought, thoughts don't just become things from like the law of attraction, you know, stuff, thoughts are things because at a foundational level, when we break everything down, if you look at your, if you looked at your arm under an electron microscope, what you would see 
is basically little lightning flashes going back and forth because everything is in constant motion. So we are all the way down at a molecular level, basically beams of, 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 of light. I don't want to go down into the depth of it, but what I'm saying is, is that we all have an energetic signature within our bodies. That's why when we have negative emotions that we're constantly under stress, it affects our health because it is it, it is lowering our electrical resonance within our bodies. And that's why when you eat healthier foods and, and foods that have a lot of water in it, it helps to improve your health because it's hydrating the body and it's getting you back, back to a good place. So whether it is speaking words, which have, once again, if you look at it under an electron microscope, it's going to be the same thing. Those electrons and protons firing back and forth very, very fast, look like lightning bolts. That is the same thing that we are. So that's why, you know, you can't just speak any kind of way and expect that if you speak in a negative fashion, you're going to have positive results in your life. People who, who speak positive, who think positive, it's something that you can't see, but you can do what? You can feel it. When you walk in mm. a room with an asshole, you don't have to ask them how that day is going. You already know it's effed up because you mm. can feel it, right? How can you how can you know something that you don't have any any head knowledge on? What is that? That's energy. That is the energetic component of this world that, you know, obviously, you know, we, we can understand gravity just fine. But what about the law of mind that I, that I basically broke down, which basically states what you think you feel, what you feel you attract and what you imagine you become? That is a universal law of mind, which has the same relevance as, you know, the law of gravity that we just totally accept. But because that kind of, you know, law of mind or, you know, mental science things are not necessarily promoted anymore, we think that we are limited beings and we're really not. The limitations are within us. Mm, and so if you're thinking negatively, this has a reverse effect, correct? Yes, because anytime you, even if you're joking around and you speak negatively about yourself, just keep in mind that from, once again, from a universal law perspective, because words are creative, it doesn't matter what your intentions were. It matters, but <clears throat> based on what, what what you said, you're going to begin the, the manifestation process of those things in your life. And so, yes, it's not just that if you think positive thoughts, good things will happen. It's when you understand that when you are under a positive vibration or a positive feeling, you're speaking positive you are feeling, as I said, positive, and you are seeing positive things happen for yourself, all you're doing is aligning with what you said you wanted. Too many people are having the energies focused in two different directions. They say that they want thing, but energetically they're saying that I don't want it. Because if you say, I'm gonna, I, I, I would love to hit this $100,000 one month goal for my sales organization because I get a $10,000 bonus. But then as soon as you have two or three days of tough goal with, you know, with sales folks or with, you know, you know, out there in the field or whatever. And then you say, man, I don't know how this is going to happen. What you're telling yourself and the universe energetically is I don't want it. But wait a minute, two days, two, three days ago, you, you, you said that you wanted it. This will be so great. But then you what you're doing energetically is saying I don't want it. So if you're mm -hmm. doubting yourself, all you basically what, what's happening is saying energetically, I don't want it. And keep in mind that everything from a universal perspective is all energy. That's all we, we, we can feel it good, bad, or indifferent, right? But that goes into, in, into that three-part component of creation. It's all connected. There is no disconnection in the universe. It's all interconnected. And it's not about having to, you know, get a master's degree in biochemistry or some kind of like deep science. It's just understanding that these are things that are just as relevant 
as a law of gravity. It's the same stuff, same principle rather, different application. So when you know how to use the law of gravity, what you so basically what are you going to do? You're not going to jump off of a five-story building because you know what will happen. You understand and you respect that law. Do the same thing with your own mind. It's the same stuff, but the applications are so much more powerful because you were in complete control of that. You can't control gravity, but you can control your own mind. And that is what allows us to become conscious creators in our own life when we respect that and think more of ourselves to say, this is possible. I can do all things if I trust myself, if I love myself, and if I get all my energy focused in the right direction and stop putting it in three or four different directions every single day because we really don't believe, you know? Mm. Now, this is interesting because, I mean, you got you to take control of your outcomes, right? By changing your mindset and truly believing in yourself that you can achieve those things and even telling yourself as if they had already happened. Okay. Now, this could, I could see, be a little bit conflicting, right? Because what if you really want to believe it, but you just... You're just, you're just not quite there. Like there's just still some of that self-doubt that we all have. I think at, at, at that point, what you would need to do is to ask yourself some very important why questions. If there are any doubts left, once you have made a declaration of what you want and you begin to write it down and things like that, the next question is, after you've done this for, let's say, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and you're just like, oh, I'm just conflicted. Why? What within you is saying that this is not possible? And why are you not deserving of it? Who told mm -hmm. you that you're not good enough or deserving to have these things or, or to accomplish these things? Because most of the goals that, that, that we set, billionaires will be laughing at. I'm not saying we want to be, we want to be a billionaire or, or that we should aspire to that. But what I'm saying is, is that foundationally, if we if we think about if, if we think about the world that we live in as the ocean, if we go to the to the edge of the ocean, we can bring a teaspoon or a bucket. The ocean does not care. We can back up a, a Mac, you know, a thousand Mac trucks. It will not affect the uh, tide level at all, because technically, if we want to be honest, the ocean is infinite. It, it it can never run dry. The ocean is. We've seen that, right? I don't care how hot it's gotten. The ocean is. It's, it's not. It's not going anywhere. But with that, we as individuals, with our thoughts, the way we feel about ourselves and our goals and our imagination, we can take once again a teaspoon or a bucket there. You can come back for more buckets of water. The ocean's not going to get upset. You're not going to be a bad person if you have more water. No, nothing's wrong. Everything's going to be just fine. The same thing goes for your goals. And when you make a declaration, when you set goals, you are telling the universe, you are telling everyone around you energetically who you are and what you believe about yourself to be true. So there are, and, and the last thing I'll say about this is, because I want to drive this home hard as hell. Think about this. So we're talking about consciousness and energy and things like that. Okay. I got something for you. Anybody that's saying, I don't get it. Listen to this. There are different streams or levels of consciousness for everyone. There are cars for different levels of consciousness. Because what would keep you from getting a Ferrari? It's just a car. But you could mm -hmm. also be driving a Miata from 1996. But they're still cars. It's cars. They have the same function. Just because one goes faster, has nice... Okay, whatever. That's still a car. There's cars for different streams of consciousness. There are homes and neighborhoods. There are universities for different levels of consciousness. The only question that you have to answer and that you're responsible for is what do you believe to be true? What do you see as possible? And if there's any limitations in your life for anything, for any reason, you need to ask yourself a question, why? Why? Who, and, and once again, is it you or someone else or mass media, okay, who? 
Who told you that this is not possible? If you were to go from $50,000 to $150,000, like you're, you're still not out of the woods of like, you know, being able to go to broke. So once again, once you go from 50,000 to 150,000, let's keep ramping this thing up year by year, right? Until you get to a place where you can have some wealth, if that's what you, if that's what you really want. But what would keep you from getting it? The answer is the only thing that can keep you from getting what you really want in life is you. Because the mind is a faithful servant, but a cruel taskmaster. And the beautiful thing is, whether it's a servant or a taskmaster, it's still you. That's how creative you are. You can create different um, personalities within yourself and thinking that, you know, you're talking to talking to evil entities. I'm, it's, it's still you. But you have to make a decision and take your control back in your mind, not of other people, of yourself in the mind's eye, in between your own ears. And you can do anything. That is what all the successful people of the, of the past several thousand years said. That's what all the spiritual teachers said. You can do anything if you believe it. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain move and the mountain to move. I mean, those are parables, but what is it saying? What is it saying to you right now today? Mm. It doesn't take much, but you have to understand the principles and just apply them. Just apply them. All right. I, I, I love how you broke that down. Um, and let's just say if there's some people that are still maybe questioning this, right? <laughs> yep. Get, let, let's give them some, get, I'm sure you have some people that you've worked with or maybe your own experiences, share some experiences of, of, of a few, you know, maybe one or two examples of people that have adopted this, this, this sort of mindset. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, what have the results been? Yep. So, um, I, I think I have, um, a few, but they're, they're kind of within the same realm. So um, for the past year, I, I've been working for a particular company, but the two years prior, I was working for a workforce development company um, here here in Wisconsin. And it focuses on people of color and women um, coming into the program and learning the basic coding and technology skills that they would need to be successful out and to be able to begin to build a career. So we taught um, technology, leadership, and business skills. We had a, a technology training specialist and that was their focus on the coding, but my focus was the business and leadership skills. I had four cohorts to that, that, that I worked with directly, 20 interns at a time. It was a four month program, and we were in there for, for 12 hours a day, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. What I noticed with the very first cohort about two weeks in is that as they were learning more about technology and coding um, and business leadership skills, they were getting better knowledge but they still lack something. And what I realized it was when well, the first time we went to go speak to one of our mentor sponsors, which was Northwestern Mutual, because each individual got a mentor. And long story short, the first time they came back from that mentor appointment, all the half the interns were like in shock. They were in shock that people who were um, successful at the professional level would take the time to sit down with them for an hour and speak to them and ask them what they wanted. They were in, in, in all of it. And what I realized in that moment was that they did not have the belief system that was going to allow them to get to that place because part of the goal mm. was to get them placed at Northwestern Mutual and other big companies here in the city because the need for technologists is huge and there's a huge gap for minority and women in this space. So the doors are wide open. They didn't believe it, though. We told them that, but they didn't believe it in their heart. So long story short, over two years being a part of that program and being the program manager, we had um, a 90, I'm sorry, we had an, a 90% graduation rate, 85% of those individuals, um, 
were, were placed in contract or full-time roles, and the average increase in salary was two and a half times. So roughly from about ten dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour to about twenty-five to twenty-six dollars an hour in a four-month period. So of course, some of them it took them a little longer to go through the interview process and get hired, but eventually, everyone that wanted the job got one. The biggest thing that was able to help them, and even getting feedback, you can even see, you know, some of the testimonials on my LinkedIn page, is that they they over time working me working with them as a team and individually, I allowed them to have the space to begin to believe in themselves. I demanded that they believe in themselves. If they did not take anything else, you have to believe and see that this is possible. Because if not, you're going to go on interviews and you're going to self sabotage because you don't believe that you deserve to be there. And mm. we worked on. Outside of the business and leadership skills, we worked on how they saw themselves constantly, every single day. And anytime they would bring up negative or false ideas that we already knew that they had been struggling with, we would challenge it and say, why are you still thinking and feeling this way? Look at what's going on around you. Do you see where you are right now? Well, yeah, I do, but no, there are no buts. It's time for you to make a decision. Are you deserving of this opportunity or are you going to take the next four months Wasted playing games and then not get what you really wanted. In your interview, you said you wanted to be a full-time, full-stack developer. You have an open door right in front of you. But because you don't believe it yet, you're going to continue to self-sabotage your way out of this program and not finish it and or not get hired once you graduate because you're not going to be able to, to convey the belief that you deserve to be there. Not that you have the skills because they already were telling them that they would train them into the skills to get them to that level. They just needed a willing mind and people who believed that they could do it. That was basically it, right? And so that was the most powerful process. And I did that with um, over 80 interns over a two year period. And we had wonderful results. Um, I mean, at Northwestern Mutual specifically, we have currently from, from, from the time that I was there, 11 full-time employees and eight of them do not have college degrees. For 20 years, mm -hmm. Northwestern Mutual did not hire anybody in technology without a college degree. But as an organization, and because those individuals were believing, were so qualified, not just technically, but within themselves, they, they qualified themselves, we were able to break that barrier and they're thriving now. And they and many of them have gotten promotions over the past two years. So that is just a simple application of believing in yourself. Because Northwestern Mutual's policy said, no one gets hired in technology without a college degree. But what we did as a team and what they honestly did individually and convinced the interviewers, nope, but they have the it factor. And what the hell is the it factor? I believe in myself. I can do this. Mm. And I can convey to you energetically that I can do this. Because once you get it from me, then okay, yeah. If, you know, the connection's made, you're, you're hired, and your whole life has changed. Now you have a, a benefits policy, retirement, 401k, and everything. And many of these individuals had, had basically been working factory jobs, delivering boxes for Amazon, and things like that. And it wasn't because they were doing anything wrong it was in proportion with the way that they saw themselves. Now they're technologists. How do you explain that? In four months, the power wow. of belief. The power of belief. And that's just a small example. Think about how much more any of us could do if we set our mind to it. If we made a, a conscious decision and we refuse to waver no matter what happens. That is the power that we have within us. Wow, that's uh, those are some powerful examples there. Uh, William, thank you so much for coming on today. Tons of great stuff for people to consider. Where can they find you? Where can they find out more about what you do? Yeah. All that good stuff that we're going to include in the show notes. Yeah. Please let them know. 
Yeah. So uh, first and foremost, my uh, company website is uh, www.mindbusinessllc.com, which gives more information about you know the products and services that I offer. I just actually came out with a brand new um, course on Udemy called Mental Foundations for Success, which is available for sale now. If you just go to udemy.com, it'll be there under Mental Foundations for Success. Um, also, um, you can find me on, on social, at uh, on LinkedIn rather. Um, you all have to do is just search my, my name, uh, William Deck, and I'll pop up. Um, also on um, Instagram, William dot B is in boy dot D is in David E C K. So William dot B dot deck. I'm on Instagram and also at Mind Business LLC on Instagram. And I think those are the most relevant sources. But I'm putting up um, new content talking about a lot of these topics um, every week. So three days a week, I'm, I have fresh content because I'm, I want to make sure that I'm also providing value to the overall community. And before I can ask for something to say, hey, buy my stuff or use my services, I want to make sure that I provide tremendous value. And so I look forward to engaging with anyone and just simply asking, answering questions because I get people who just contact me often and they just have questions about different things about this whole mindset stuff. Because for me, what I've seen in 2020 and obviously it's still happening now in business and in our personal life, they begin to merge. Hmm. 2020 forced us to be more real. 2020 forced us to stop putting on our corporate or business mask and trying to be the idea of what we, of what people think people think we should be we had to get more real because things got to way too real. And so conversations like, like this are very important because I think there's an overall awakening in consciousness happening all around the world to where people are fed up with the BS and they want mm -hmm. to have peace on the inside. And they're just tired of living the status quo of paying bills and, you know, maybe getting a vacation once a year because there's more to life than that. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm just here for it. I'm, I'm here to be a part of that in any way that I can. Awesome. Thank you so much, William. We will drop all those links in the show notes. You definitely dropped a tremendous amount of value today. So we are appreciative of that. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed today's episode, write us a review and we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.